Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this episode is coming to you from the quarantine studios of Rustic River Media. I'm locked in and I'm ready to talk about how to know when it's time to upgrade your camera. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. If you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're staying safe and healthy out there. I hope that nobody in your family or nobody you know has come down with COVID-19. And if you're a small business owner like I am, I hope that you are going to be able to weather the storm as we look at the financial implications that are sure to come or that already have come from this virus. I know for me personally, my business is starting to feel the impact of the current situation. Several jobs that I was supposed to be doing have been postponed. I don't know when we're going to get to them now. Um, a lot of the proposals that I've had, uh, actually all the proposals that I have out right now, none of them have been accepted when pretty much all of them I think should have been. So I'm starting to feel the pressure a little bit. I have a little bit of work I have to finish up in post-production, but once that's done, I'm not quite sure what the future holds for me right now. If you are a small business owner, maybe in the photography or videography business, uh, or maybe even outside of that, um, you probably are feeling the heat a little bit right now, kind of like I am. Um, I hope that you can make it through this. I know that Trump is working really hard to help people like us be able to navigate um, our way through this situation. I don't think that there's anybody better suited for the job than that. So I'm happy to have him in office to assist us as we try to figure this out. Um, but hang in there, guys. Keep keep shooting or keep filming. Or if you are a restaurant o- owner, just um, just stay, stay active and trying to do anything you can to come up with ways to make money during this time. And hopefully we will all be able to push through this and uh, hopefully it won't last all that much longer. If you are quarantined right now or self-quarantining yourself, which you probably ought to be so we can make it through um, make it through this time so everybody can kind of get healed up so we can move forward, you might be trying to find ways to kill time. And if you are like me, one of the ways you might be trying to kill time is look at cool new camera gear. And if that's you, if you're looking at maybe purchasing a new camera and you're spending some of your free time right now um, surfing the web, trying to figure out what you want to do, I'm hoping that this podcast can kind of guide you into figuring out whether or not you really should be purchasing a new camera. When I go to purchase a new camera, there's kind of a protocol I have in place. It's something I've learned um, because I've purchased cameras I wanted that I didn't necessarily need and because I've purchased cameras I needed. And in both circumstances, I learned some valuable lessons on how to make that decision of whether or not to pull the trigger. And so what I want to do in this podcast today is kind of go through my process on how I figure out whether or not it's a good move. And hopefully, from that, you can kind of have a better picture, a better idea of whether or not you should purchase a camera um, here in the near future to upgrade from your current cameras. What I typically like to do, first and foremost, is I like to try my very best to step back and take all emotion out of it. If you are, if you are in the video or photography business and 
I'm gonna be speaking more towards the video crowd today, but a lot of this will go towards the, the photography crowd as well. But if you're in the business and you do this for a living, more than likely, part of why you got into this is because you enjoy it. So there's an emotional attachment there, right? You always want to be creative. You want your stuff to be um, to look good or to be uh, recognized as being good. You want people to admire your product and you yourself want to admire your product. So there's an emotional attachment there. And because of that, you're always wanting to or probably are always going to want to push yourself or push your equipment to be better and better and better so that you can have better products or make better images, that type of thing. And so there's this emotional attachment there that drives you and that makes you want to acquire and buy new gear so you can have the latest and greatest and be able to have all these fancy new gadgets and be able to make better imagery and this, that, and the other. But you have to try your best to do what I do, which is to step back and remove yourself emotionally from the decision and try to look at it strictly from a realistic business standpoint. Because buying new gear can get you into financial trouble. Many of you listening to this podcast may know that from experience. Going out and buying a camera could put you in a bad financial position. So you have to force yourself to step back and look at it from a business perspective as best as you can so that you can make a better, more conscious decision before you put yourself into any type of financial uh, trouble or waste money on something that you could have spent, where you could have spent the money on something that might have been more beneficial for you. So when I go to buy a new piece of gear, the very first thing I ask myself after I kind of remove myself emotionally from the decision is I ask myself, is this piece of equipment going to either A, help me get more work, or B, help me make more money? Can my rates go up, or will I get more clients, or both, with this new piece of equipment? And I really think that should be the first question you ask yourself. And one of the ways that I can kind of look at that and answer that question is I can go through all the videos I've made over like the last 24 months, take like the last two years, and go through like your Vimeo account or your YouTube channel or wherever all your videos are and look at every video you've made in the last two years. And the reason why I say the last two years is because that's a good sample of your most recent work, your most most recent clients. You could even go back three years if you want, um, but don't reach back into five or ten years ago. Ask yourself, um, what are the what are the projects I've done over the last two or three years? Maybe um, maybe even the last year, um, and and pull up the videos you've made for those clients. Look at those videos and ask yourself, would any of those clients pay me more money to make the videos I made for them? Go through that and ask yourself, would, if, I, if I'm wanting to go from an A7 III to a Blackmagic Ursa Mini Pro, um, and I want to make that switch or upgrade from an A7 III to a A9 or something like that, whatever, whatever the case may be, go through all the videos you've done over the last two or three years and ask yourself, would any of those clients pay you more money or hire you more times because you own a new camera or a different camera? Maybe for you, the answer is yes. That very well could be the possibility. But I'm willing to bet that 
more times than not, the answer to that question is going to be no. You're going to go through that list and you're going to be like, well, John, the CEO of this company who hired me for a corporate video, he wouldn't know his cam- uh, what a, a camera from a hole in the wall would be. So there's no way John would pay me any more money uh, for the corporate video I made him because he didn't care what I showed up with. Um, Sarah and her small business that I did a promo video for, she too knows nothing about cameras and she probably wouldn't pay me anything else. Um, I know that this outdoor show that I freelance for um, would love it if I showed up with uh, an FS7 um, and maybe they would hire me a little more if I had better gear. Um, but maybe again, they wouldn't. Just go through the list and just kind of do that. Just ask yourself for each job you've done, who would hire you more and who wouldn't based on the new camera gear. And that will kind of help you get a sense of whether or not your your most recent clients and the most recent projects you've done would benefit financially from a new camera. The next thing you do is ask yourself about the clients you want to have. Now, you have to be realistic about this. You And everything I say today, you have to be realistic and brutally honest with yourself. Don't dream. Don't say things that you want to say. Say things that are real. Okay? So if you have a pile of clients that you've looked at, that you've done work for the last two years, maybe last three years, and then you're looking over at a list of clients you'd like to have, And again, be realistic. Don't be like, I want to have Apple and I want to have Target and I definitely want to get McDonald's so I can make their new ads. Like, don't go that that far, okay? So maybe maybe that is, maybe you are that far. I don't know. (laughs) But for most people, don't go ask saying you want to get those types of clients. Be realistic and say, okay, I want to, I've been doing a lot of wedding work. I've maybe done some freelance outdoor jobs. I've done some work for um, maybe a few doctors, but I'd like to get into doing more doctor or medical work. I also would like to do some work for some manufacturing companies. I would like to get a little bit more into making short films. Um, I talked to somebody about maybe doing a music video. I think it'd be great if I could get into making more music videos. And say, those are all realistic things. And say to yourself, what... Which of these areas am I realistically trying to go and that I want to go? And then take a look at that those, those areas that you want to get into. Make a list and look at that list of the different type of markets you want to get into and ask yourself, um, would any of those markets pay you more money or be more likely to hire you if you had different a different camera than you have today? And maybe that answer is yes. Maybe you know a lot of people in the music industry and you've got some connections and there have been talks about you doing a lot of music videos, um, but one of the things that's holding you back is you don't own a red and most of the musicians you're um, speaking with would like to hire you for work, but specifically want someone who uh, either rents, will rent a red package and knows how to use it or perhaps is willing to... um, be an owner-operator who owns a red package. Maybe if that's the case and you know, like you're confident, and again, you have to be brutally honest with yourself because you don't want to make a purchase based on something you think might happen. But if you really feel, you truly feel like buying that red package will help you enter that market that you are already almost in, then maybe that's a good financial decision. But then again, if you don't know anybody in the music industry and you're like, hey, I'd just like to do some music videos and I think I should buy a red, that's probably not a good move, right? So you have to have a list of the clients that you've done over the last two, three years and and you have to ask yourself which of them would pay you more or hire you more if you had a new 
uh, piece of equipment or a new camera. And then you have to make a list of the clients that you want to do business for or the industries you want to get in that you realistically feel like you could get in and then brutally, honestly ask yourself which of them would hire you based on having different camera equipment than you have today. And I think for most people you'll find, and again, this is not all cases, but for most people, I think you'll find that most of your previous clients will not pay you more money or hire you more if you had a different camera. And you'll probably find that more often than not, the industries you want to get in also won't care what camera you're running and won't hire you more if you have a new camera uh, or pay you more money if you had a new camera, that type of thing. Now, there are certain circumstances where that actually might be the case. A good example, if you're in the outdoor industry and you are filming with an A7 type camera or maybe a 5D Mark IV, you genuinely might get hired more if you had something like an FS5 or an FS7 or a C200, simply because you have a camera that's more suited toward video and anybody that's experienced in outdoor video production who's hiring freelancers at four, five, six hundred $600 a day, they might be looking specifically for owner operators of cinema style video cameras because they know that those type of cameras are more suited toward the job. That actually might realistically get you more work. And so it's okay if to purchase a camera if you feel like you have connections there, you're working that direction already, and you feel like realistically, okay, I know that getting an FS5 really will help me get more work with these shows that I've already kind of uh, know or have an in with. Then it actually, that you might be one of the few people who genuinely can make more money or can get more jobs um, from a different camera or a camera upgrade. But that you kind of have to work through that and ask yourself that. And you have to be honest. You can't say, yep, going to get a red. And as soon as I get one, I'm going to get hired all the time. Guys, I know people who have done that. And I'm, I'm, I'm only using red because it's a great example. But I know people who have purchased red cameras drop $25,000, dollars $40,000 even, um, and financed it for like five or six years and now have these huge monthly payments they have to make. It's like buying a car. And they'll do that thinking they have no connections or no proof that they're going to get any more work or any get any get uh, be able to charge more for their work because they have a red. They just simply think, oh, I'm going to have a red. Red equals work and money. And they find out later on, like a year into it, hey, you know what? I have not gotten any more jobs than I I did beforehand, and none of my clients that I did have, uh, have are willing to pay more money for me to show up with this camera. And so what ends up happening is they end up having to sell those cameras, and kind of like a car, the second you pull out of the lot or the second you take the camera out for a job, it diminishes in value greatly. And so now you're having to sell it for like half of what you paid for it for, and you've lost all this money. And that's happened a lot. I know a lot of people who have gone through that. I know a guy who who had a red and was convinced he was, you know, he was that guy. He was convinced he was going to get more work. And a year and a half later, he sold it and his started shooting with an A7R2, which is a dramatically different camera. But he just found out that he wasn't going to get any more work from the red camera. His clients were the clients that he had connections with, and that was that was the kind of area he was in. He getting a new camera didn't get him any any new type of clients and the current clients he already had, um, they were not willing to pay more. So it ended up being a more of a financial burden, um, almost even a financial crisis because of 
how much money he spent and how little he made in return. So it ended up being a really big problem for him. And I've seen that numerous times. And, and that's just an, one example of like one type of camera. Uh, the same thing might happen though if you're looking to go from a, an A7 III to an FS7. You, maybe you feel like that FS7 is gonna get you more work and maybe it will, but you have to be brutally honest with yourself so that you don't put yourself in a bad position. So financially, the first thing I ask myself is, is this camera going to get me any more work or make me any more money? And if right off the bat, the answer is yes, then I know it's a good move and I don't even have to ask any more questions. I mean, it's that simple. Like if the answer is yes, I'm going to make more money and I'm going to get more clients and I'm going to be able to pay this off really quick, then obviously it's a good business move. And as long as I can afford it, I'm going to go do it. Okay, so that, if that's you and the answer is yes and you're brutally honest with yourself and emotionally you took yourself out of it, then go get the camera. Quit listening to this podcast, go get it right now because it's a good business move. However, if the answer is no, then you have to go to question number two. Just because the answer is no doesn't mean it's not a good idea to upgrade. It just means that you now have to ask yourself the second question, which is, is this camera going to help me produce better quality content. And that's kind of a twofold question because the answer might be yes. Maybe you're going from something like a small chip video camera, like a Sony Handycam or a Canon, a small Canon camera, and you want to get into a large sensor camera like a 5D Mark IV or an EOS R or an FS5 or something like that. Maybe that's you. And if you are upgrading from like a small chip video camera to a large sensor camera, then yeah, you are going to see a dramatic increase in image quality. Um, if you're going from a large sensor camera to another large sensor camera, you might not see as much of a difference. And so there are different levels of change that will be noticed um, when you go from one camera to the next. But if you already have something like an a7 III or an a7R III and you want to upgrade to something else, um, may maybe a good example would be maybe you have uh, an a6500 and you're going to an a7 III. That is an upgrade in terms of image quality, but the the difference is not near as great as going from a, a small chip video camera to a large sensor camera. So you kind of have to evaluate first how big of a, of a jump in image quality you're going to get. Maybe you're just going from one camera brand to another. Hey, I had a I have an A7 III, but I've heard about this new EOS R5 that's getting ready to come out. It's, it might shoot 8K and this, that, and the other. I want to jump from Sony to Canon and upgrade from Sony to Canon. Well, the amount of difference between those, those two cameras, of course, this is a theoretical camera. We know it's coming out. We don't know for sure what the specs are going to be in it. But the point is, you're going from one full-frame large sensor camera to another, and really, the, in terms of image quality, the difference is not going to be as noticeable as you think. And so what you have to ask yourself is, is the camera going to give me better image quality to the point to where, and this is the important part, is it going to give me different image quality or better image quality to the point to where my customers will notice? That's the key, right? You know going from a small chip 
video camera to a large sensor camera, your customers are probably going to notice that, right? The, the, the change in going from a small chip video camera to a large sensor camera running fast lenses is dramatically different, okay? So your, your customers probably are going to notice that difference. And if the answer is yes, and it's going to be a dramatic difference that my customers are going to notice, then it might be a good move to buy a new camera because that actually might get you back to point number one, which is it actually might get you more work and more money later on down the road once you've made some videos with it and have shown an increase in your image quality. Um, but if you're going from one large sensor camera to another, like an A6500 to uh, an A7 III, or if you're jumping brands from an A7 III to a future EOS R5, or maybe you're going from a, a FS5 to an FS7 or something like that, that jump in, or that difference is not going to be as dramatic, and you might notice it, and your peers or people who are in the industry might notice the change in Im image quality from upgrading your camera, but maybe your customers won't. And I would wager to say that unless you're making a dramatic jump from like a small sensor camera to a large sensor camera or an 8-bit camera to a raw shooting camera, unless you're making a dramatic jump and you're going to do things completely different to where it's a huge noticeable difference, I would wager that more times than not, your customer will never notice the difference. That's the truth. I mean... They don't. They see a video. Most of them are watching it on their phone or their iPad, or maybe their laptop. They're not going to notice the difference between a 5D Mark IV and a Canon 80D. I mean, they're really not going to notice the difference. More times than not, they're never going to know. Maybe there might be one or two really cool shots you get with your new camera that might stick out to them, but for the most part, they're never going to know. So unless you're making a dramatic jump in image quality you're probably not going to see a difference for your customer. Now, maybe you don't care about your customer, and maybe the jump in image quality, even if it's minute, is just for you because you're an artist and you want better quality images. And if that's, so, if that's you, then that's fine. But you just have to understand if you're going to spend two, three, four, five plus thousand dollars to upgrade from one camera to the next and your customer's not going to notice, only you and your peers are, then you have to accept the fact that you are making that financial move or that business decision to buy um, or that decision to buy uh, a new camera for yourself, it's actually not a business decision, it's a personal decision, right? Because if your customers aren't going to notice the difference, only you are, but you still want to make the jump just for you, then that's for you. That's not for your customers, that's for you. That's not a business decision, that's an emotional decision. And you have to ask yourself, am I, am I willing to pay several thousand dollars or more for me to experience a better image quality? That's a real question you have to ask yourself. Am I willing to look my wife in the eye and say, hey, I'm going to buy this new camera. I'm going to upgrade from an A7 III to a FX9, <laughs> and it's going to cost me about $9,500 to make that upgrade. However, the image quality difference uh, is only going to be noticed by me, but I as an artist want to make that jump. And you have to explain to your wife that you're spending $9,500 for yourself. 
And maybe she'll be fine with that. Maybe you're in a financial position where that doesn't matter. And if that's the case, go for it. But you get my point. That was a super extreme example, right? I mean, there's a thousand different reasons to buy an FX9 over an A7 III, and we'll get to that in a minute. But my, my point is, is unless unless your customer's gonna notice the difference, you are making the move for yourself and you have to ask yourself and your spouse and your business partners, hey guys, are you cool with me spending X amount of money just so I can be happy with a better image? The third question I ask myself, and once I ask myself the financial question of whether or not the customer is gonna notice the difference, or excuse me, whether or not I'm gonna get hired more or make more money. And if I say no, then I ask myself question two, which is, is the image quality gonna be dramatically different to to where my customer knows? And if the answer to that is no, then I go to the third question. And the third question is, is this camera gonna help me do my job better, quicker, and more efficiently? That's question number three. So if the first two are no, I go to to question number three. And that's a very important question. And more times than not, when I personally upgrade cameras, it's for question number three. It's because the answer is yes, the camera will help me do a better job because of X, Y, and Z. If you are looking to, let's go back to the A7 III to FX9 example. That's a huge difference in, in cost and it's a massive different, massively different camera. They are both full frame with 6K downscaled to 4K image sensors, but that's about where the similarities end. They are completely different cameras. One is a stills camera that shoots nice video. The other is a real video camera with internal ND filters filters and audio inputs and shoulder mounted capabilities right out of the box and this, that, and the other, you know, strong codecs, 4K60, four channels audio. I mean, I could go on and on and on. The point is the FX9 is a dramatically different camera than the a7 III. They have like two things in common, maybe three, that's it. And if you are looking to go from like an a7 III to an FX9, the chances are that's because from a usability standpoint, that camera makes a lot more sense for whatever it is you're doing is gonna make your job easier because it has internal NDs, it has built-in audio inputs, it is shoulder mountable out of the box. Maybe all of those things will help you do your work a lot faster and a lot easier. And so from a usability standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. And probably if you're going from an A7 III to an FX9, you actually might get more work, but that goes back to question number one. But the point is, is if you're gonna upgrade from like an A7 III to maybe an FS5, that's a that's a little bit more of a, um, that's a little bit less dramatic of a jump. But the point is, is if you're going from like an A7 III to an FS5, maybe your customer, or maybe you won't necessarily get any more work out of it. Maybe your customers won't notice the image quality difference. But from a usability standpoint, if that FS5 helps you do your job better, faster, more efficiently, um, because it's built more for video, then yeah, it might be worth it for you to upgrade. It really might. Um, if you have an FS5, maybe you want to go from an FS5 back to a mirrorless camera because you want something a lot smaller. I don't know of anybody that would do that, but um, if that's you and for some reason you just really like mirrorless style cameras, maybe jumping from uh, FS5 back down to a7 III might make sense. But you just have to ask yourself from a usability standpoint, is this camera going to help me do a better job? 
Sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes is no. Another example of a yes, uh, if you wanna go from an A7R2 to an A7R3, for instance, um, is the image quality difference that great between the two? No, it's very slight. They have the same sensor. Really the only difference uh, image quality wise is that the processor in the R3 is better and faster. So uh, from an image quality standpoint, it is able to um, have a little bit better noise performance, a slightly better dynamic range. That's about it. But the jump from the R2 to the R3 is not about image quality, it's about usability. It's the autofocus is dramatically better. It has a joystick, it has a completely different battery. Um, those different types of things. From a usability standpoint, the R3 is a lot better. So if you're jumping from an A7R2 to an R3, if you wanna upgrade from, from R2 to R3, um, you are probably not gonna get any more work or make any more money out of that camera. You're probably not gonna have customers who are ever gonna notice the difference in image quality. So you're down to question number three, which is usability. And from a usability standpoint, the R3 is dramatically easier to work with and does a huge, makes a huge difference in your ability to get stuff done faster and more efficiently thanks to uh, the, more, the better custom buttons, the joystick, the better battery life, the autofocus, et cetera. So yeah, I mean, that camera from a usability standpoint actually makes a lot of sense. And so it might totally and completely be worth the upgrade. And uh, you just answer your question. Should I go from R2 to an R3? Um, if you feel like it's gonna help you do your job better, then yeah, you know, if you can afford it, then yeah, go for it. But if you are not gonna notice the difference in usability, or if it's not gonna be that big of a difference, if you're going from a I don't know, if you're going from, you have a, a Nikon Z6 and you wanna get a Nikon Z7, they're both basically the same camera, it's just the Z7 is a high megapixel version uh, with less low light performance. And so you have to ask yourself, um, I want, I would love to have a higher megapixel Z7, but, um, nobody's gonna really, you're not gonna make any more money off of it. You're not gonna get any more jobs off of it. Um, from a usability standpoint, they're essentially the same camera, so really you're upgrading for higher megapixels, and more times than not, nobody's gonna notice that but you, and so would it be worth it to spend the extra money to upgrade from the Z6 to Z7 if you're a Nikon shooter? Mm, probably not. So like that's kind of what you have to ask yourself, right? Those are the first three questions. Am I gonna get more work out of it or make more money out of it? Am I going to have a, such a dr dramatically different image quality that my customers are gonna know? Or is it just me? Or, and finally, is the camera gonna help me do my job better and faster? And if, if anywhere along the way, if you can answer yes, a resounding, honest, brutally honest yes in any of those three questions, then it's probably worth it for you to upgrade. It's that simple, right? But if the answer is no to all three of those questions, it's not gonna help you get any more work or make any more money. It's not gonna make a dramatic difference in your image quality to where your customer notices. And it's not gonna be much difference in terms of ease of use or my ability to get things done, then maybe you shouldn't upgrade, right? That's, that's kind of the easiest way to figure this out, is to go through that process and ask yourself those three questions. The last thing I wanna say is this, when you go to purchase a camera 
and you are trying to figure out whether or not the camera is going to help you do a better job, one of the first things you should do is take a look at your whole entire kit, everything that you own from a video. I'm talking about videographers here specifically. You're looking at all your, your entire kit, your, your audio gear, your lighting gear, your supporting gear, like your tripods, sliders, gimbals, drones, etc. Your, your hard cases you fly with, you know, all of that. Look at all of your gear and say, do I have what I need right now? I've got a little bit of money I'd like to spend on some new gear, but do I have, do I, should I buy a new camera or do I already have everything I need? And a lot of times you'll find that maybe you feel like you're not happy with the image quality you have with your current camera and you want to upgrade it to a fancier, different camera, like a raw shooting camera. But if you're brutally honest with yourself and you ask yourself, is it really the camera that's not getting me better images or is it me? Because a lot of times you might be the reason you're not happy with the images. It might not be the camera. A good way to figure that out is to look up examples of videos online that are shot, like really good videos, not YouTube tests or test videos. I hate test videos. Don't look at freaking test videos. Look at actual videos, Google videos, or go to Vimeo. I like to go to Vimeo and I'll type in like FS7 or FX9 and a bunch of videos will pop up. And I weed through the ones that are like test videos and I look at videos that were actually made and in the description it says shot off of whatever camera it is I'm looking up, like an FS7. And I'll watch as many of those as I can find. And if I find some videos on there that are that are using produced with the same equipment that I have, but the image quality is dramatically different, like way better, then I know that my camera is not the limitation. It's me. I know that, man, the skin tones in that were amazing. The shots were amazing. The colors were great. I mean, it, it obviously did a way better job than anything I've ever done. So clearly, there's a something else going on here that's keeping me from getting these kind of images, and that's probably me, right? So maybe my lighting equipment isn't good enough, or maybe I just don't know how to use my lighting equipment uh, well enough to do what this guy did. Or maybe this guy... Um, the way that he exposed things or the log profile he used is better than the standard profile I was using. And so at that point, you know by watching these videos, uh, really well done, non-test videos, but real world videos, really well done videos, you know if the image quality in those videos is dramatically better than what you're getting, then you know you have not yet reached your camera's full potential. Instead, you're you are your camera is actually being limited by you, right? But if you go online and you do that and you you go to Vimeo, for instance, and you type in whatever camera it is that you own that you're wanting to upgrade from, and you find that maybe you're you're no you're unhappy with what you have, you feel like your camera is not you know you you want better image quality, so this is why you're doing this. And if you find online the opposite of what I just described, instead what you find is that the camera equipment or the example videos look very similar to what you're producing now 
and you can't find anything better than what you're producing now, then perhaps, perhaps you finally, you really have pushed the limits of your camera and you already, you, you're doing a great job with your lighting. You're doing a great job with how you're shooting and grading the camera and, uh, you've already maxed it out and your videos look like the best videos you can find and you're still unhappy um, with what you have, then maybe now you know that the camera's the limitation and that will help you decide whether or not to upgrade. But I promise you, more times than not, if you go online and you search your camera on like Vimeo, for instance, and you look at real videos made with your camera, you're gonna probably find videos that look way better than what you're producing and it will open your eyes to letting you know wow man that dude did a way better job than anything i've made this camera is actually not so bad <laughs> and when you realize that um, then instead of upgrading unless from a usability standpoint you need to upgrade then instead of upgrading from an image quality standpoint you should take a step back and ask yourself how can i do what he did how can i make my videos look better with my current camera okay, I can buy some new lights, I can, or take the lights I have and actually use them and learn to paint with lighting. You know, I'm not talking about just having light, but actually using it to create and paint an image and learn how to grade better, learn how to shoot in the log if you have the capability, for instance, and learn how to push your camera further so that you can get more out of it. Because a lot of times what you're going to find is that you are the limitation, not your camera. When you go to upgrade or are thinking about upgrading or if you're quarantined right now and this is a burning question in the back of your head and you're researching the internet while you're hanging out in your living room not knowing what else to do, ask yourself those questions. Ask yourself if you're going to get any more work or make any more money out of it. Ask yourself if your customer is going to notice the difference. Ask yourself if the, from a usability standpoint, the camera's gonna help you um, work better and faster and be less stressed out, or ask yourself if you're unhappy with your image quality, is it really the camera or is it me? I know for me right now, I am in this current situation of wanting to upgrade. Um, I'll wrap this up with this. I personally am wanting to upgrade my FS7. I had an FS7 Mark I for three years. I've had the Mark II for about a year and a half now. I, I really like FS7 cameras a lot, but there are some flaws about them that the FX9 um, fixes. I know that question number one for me is I'm not going to probably make any more money or get any more jobs because I have FX9 over FX7, FS7. I know that. I know I'm not going to get any more work having that camera, and I'm not going to make any more money with it. I already know that. I also know that there is an, there is an image quality increase because it's a full-frame camera versus Super 35, which is what I have now, and it's 6K downscale to 4K, so the images are going to be sharper, and the low-light ability is going to be better. They've also tweaked the color in it, so it's got better skin tones and just better color in general. In fact, they're custom uh, profile for uh, S-Cinetone looks amazing in my opinion. So from an image quality standpoint, it is an improvement, but I do know that my customers are probably not going to notice the difference. Only people like us will. 
But from a usability standpoint, from question number three, the usability standpoint for me is what makes it appealing. Um, it has a way better monitor. So one of the biggest problems I have with my FS7 cameras, the Mark One and now the Mark II, is the, the monitor, the LCD screen is not very good. It's very, very fuzzy. It's just very low resolution. So it's hard to pull focus off of manually. The FX9 has a really great LCD screen. So pulling focus on it through the viewfinder, if you're using a loop or just with the LCD screen alone, is going to be much, much better. I'm going to hit focus more because I can see it easier. Even with peaking engage on the FS7, that's a problem. So from a usability standpoint, that's a big one. Another one is... Um, all of those cameras, the FS7, FS7 Mark II, and the FX9, all three could shoot four channels of audio or record four channels of audio internally. But on the FS7 and the FS7 Mark II, you have to dive into the menus to change the audio levels on channel three and four, which is a pain in the butt and could cause you to lose a shot if you're in the middle of recording something and need to change the volume. You can't do it quickly. On the FX9, all four channels can be controlled off the side of the body now. So that's a really big usability improvement that could really help me. Another massive improvement is the autofocus. I, I pull focus manually on the vast majority of my shots, but there is no question that there are times where autofocus can help me for certain things. And on the FS7 and the FS7 Mark II, the autofocus is terrible. But on the FX9, the autofocus is world class. So from a usability standpoint, I feel like the autofocus on that camera would actually help me for certain types of shots, whether it's a sit-down interview off a really fast lens with a razor-thin depth of field, or whether it's shooting something like a fishing show where you're trying to walk backwards on the boat while an angler reels in a fish and brings it in, you know, and you're trying not to fall, and you're trying to monitor the audio, and you're trying to... to to focus on your framing all at the same time, um, having autofocus would be a great help there. So from a usability standpoint, that would really help me. There are other things about it that make it better uh, from a usability standpoint as well, but those are just some examples of how that camera will not check question number one or question number two, but for question number three, from a usability standpoint, it is a dramatic improvement and will make my job easier, quicker, and more efficient thanks to the better tools it has built in it. And that is why I want to upgrade to an FX9. I don't know when I'll get to do that. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later, but realistically, probably will be a long time. But I know that I want to upgrade to it and the usability is why. Ask yourself those questions, guys, before you jump off and buy a new camera and get yourself in a bad financial position. It actually might make a giant difference in um, whether or not you should or should not purchase a new camera. I hope you guys stay safe. And again, if you're a videographer or photographer or a small business owner in any way, shape, or form, I hope you guys will hang in tight there. Um, shoot me a PM if you have any more questions about what I talked about today. You can shoot me a PM uh, on Facebook at Joshua Milligan, or you can shoot me an email at josh at rusticriver.media. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. I love to have you guys get notified when I release more content like this. Um, also, go to www.rusticriver.media. And on my website, 
you'll see the filming with Josh tab. It's a newer tab I put up several months ago. And when you click on that tab, there's lots of blogs and video vlogs and things like there um, with more tips and tricks and how to make flicks. So be sure to check that out. And of course, join the Filming with Josh Facebook group to where you can chat with people like me um, all about video photography and the business that goes with it. Stay safe out there, my friends. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.